welcome to the Behavior Project Podcast. This is Megan, and I am glad that you're here, Fred. <coughs> and of course, I have a cough right from the start. I apologize. I have not left an episode, and there's a good reason. I do. You know, people are, are um, that know that I'm doing this are trying to keep me really accountable. Because if you know me, you know organization is not um, a big thing. I mean, it's not. It, it is a big thing. It's not like a big skill of mine. I am organized in my house as far as I am very, I like to say I'm very clean. I like organization. I like things in a certain spot, the kind of the feng shui kind of stuff in my home. But if you get me with papers and calendars and stuff like I remember what to do overall, I remember what's important overall, but I am not, uh, this is not a skill set. It was not, and it's kind of embarrassing to say that I am not good at this. This is not something I, it it even like elicits the response of like, you need to work on this. Oh my gosh, Megan, you got to work on this. You got to get it under control. It's more like, I hope they don't find out. And I think a few people have, but overall I've been able to do well. But the the few people that um, have been trying to hold me accountable with this say, okay, Megan, you have not been doing it weekly, and um, I have good reason. You, so <laughs> when I went to leave an episode um, after returning back from a short family vacation, I lost my voice. It literally sounded like I had a history of smoking for years. It was so raspy. It wasn't completely gone, but I thought, it is so um, thick that I couldn't even clear it up in a week and a half, it was gone. It was just a ridiculous voice, a lot of whispering, barely scratching. So here I am though. I am very excited to be back with you guys. I am so thankful for those of you who have been so faithful to listen and I'm surprised. I actually am. It's a little humbling to have people check me out and listen to this. So I thank you. Um, a few things, kind of little housekeeping, if you will. Uh, July 7th, I am going to go on to the Empowering Network and I'm going to have a radio show. This same thing. So if you listen to it through Google Podcasts or the Apple Podcast or Stitcher, you it's the same show, but it's going to be also on a radio show. So really excited about that. So you can look me up there. <clears throat> you can also message through um, Facebook and I believe the radio show, but I will find out and I will follow up. But I'm, I think it will also be broadcasting in so many places around the world. So I'm super psyched, a little nervous, let's be honest, but I'm pretty excited. So if you have listened and you like, subscribe or share this and make them subscribe. Really appreciate it. And thank you for your support. Um, so one thing I keep hearing, even when I had lost my voice, I was still working, still interacting. I was fine. It was not COVID. It was nothing like that. I had the question, but no COVID, just lost the voice. But I kept hearing this consistent conversation amongst different people in different locations. And you know what it is. It's this fear of the unknown with the culture, this fear of what's going to take place who the heck is in charge? 
what the heck are they doing? I am not a big political person and I'm not trying to advocate for one party or another. That's not my agenda. What my agenda is, is this. Listen, we're friends and I've said it before. If you're here listening, the only thing missing is us looking at each other. So let me speak on something that I think resonates with all of us at some place or another. It may be that we think of this a little differently. We might have a different value system in regards to all of this, but the truth is we have emotions. It's just what now the heck do we do with them? Because it's uncertain what happens next, right? Politically, um, economically, what happens with jobs? What happens with the, the, the cost of food and gas? It's scary. I know it's scarier for some than others, but so I've thought about this and I don't have an answer. The truth is I'm not, like I said, I'm not political. And even if I was like the governor of some t- town, how much influence would I have to change the entire thing, right? That's, there's truth in that, you know? And I think um, it's scary to, to even make that statement. I feel kind of a, like it's a naive statement of, well, can't change it, what do we do? Well, there's things we can do. And I think there's things that have happened in each of our lives whether for me, this is a little older than me, but when Kennedy was shot, I think people have told me, I remember my mom telling me and some people from her generation saying, I remember exactly where I was at, at that time and location. For me, Challenger, when the Challenger exploded, I was in elementary school and I remember seeing that on the TV. Mrs. Um, Karstens came in and told us what had happened, and the, I remember the image was fuzzy. TV wasn't really uh, clear like it is now. And I couldn't figure out how that was possible. And I all my thought went immediately to those people because if you remember, if you're old enough to remember, on the Challenger, there was a teacher. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I was really empathetic towards her that she didn't get on there thinking that that was what was gonna happen. Then we have, which all of us I'm sure know, is 9-11. I say those things not to equate what's going on in our climate right now with those things necessarily, but for you, maybe it does. It's a mark and a change of our culture, right? But we remember where we were at. We remember things that changed and it was pivotal for us. But I don't know if you remember part of that memory that you had is that people came together. So 9-11, Do you remember, even no matter what political side, what religious side you stood on, what you stood on in some of your belief systems, all of a sudden everybody was coming together. No matter where you stood, what you thought beforehand, everybody was coming together for one purpose, right? I think they even had a motto, what is it? And don't don't get mad at me, don't shoot the messenger, but it was like, united we stand. I think that's right, I think it was right. I couldn't remember that, that third word. United we stand. I mean, you saw them bumper stickers, you saw in the back of trucks, right? And for a short period of time, it was almost as if everybody was together for one mission and it was to take care of the people that terrorized our country. So if we take that, right, and we go to what's going on now, to our culture, it's scary. It is. 
And whether it's not personally for us and we've seen effect for us personally, it can be for those we know and we love. Whether it's a financial hardship, it's fear that's elicited. We, become, we know what's going on. We watch the news, which I encourage you if you're watching too much of it, and it's eliciting excessive concern and fear that is uncontrollable, stop watching it. I really do. Um, you know most of it's perverted already for media, right? For um, gaining viewership. So if that is what it's doing for you, then maybe back off the news a little bit just for your own health and well-being, your own mental health. Because the facts changes are, are going to be the same regardless. But if it is bothering you, I just, my little disclaimer is maybe back off the news a little bit. Maybe find something else that you can do, something that makes you feel better and then go back later. So my little disclaimer, my little, my little behavioral input right there, because the truth is we're going to make it out. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to make it out. No matter what is going on politically and the decisions they are making that impact each one of us, we will make it out. In fact, people that have walked through the depression, now granted, if you know me, I am not of that age. and I did not grow in the depression, but there are countless stories of this or other historical situations that we, um, it, a lot of political things were going on, the financial, there was a big financial hardship in our culture and people actually brought, were brought together. Now we could choose to be really upset and angry and there is absolute reason to, but I think this is a time that we, we have an opportunity to talk about it, talk about people with that, our concerns and our fears, but with people, and I say this, that will encourage you to say it for a short period of time, to complain for a short period of time, get off your chest, but would challenge you to stop after a short, short period of time. Because if not, guess what happens? You know what happens. We stay there with that fear. And then what we happen is we grab other things. Everything that every political person is doing or saying in our local community or our government in, for our country, and then we have a discussion, whether we agree with what's going on in our own worlds, right? Our, our jobs or in our, with the school systems. Uh, we can even go there, friends. <laughs> we can even go to the school system. The changes there, the lack of control the parents have, there is everything. But I think this, I think it's good to get it off our chest, but with someone safe, someone that is going to hold you accountable but not allow it to be an opportunity to fuss and whine continuously so that it creates a more hostile situation for you. Oh, I think I am probably hitting nerves. I feel like right now I'm going to hit some nerves, but that is okay. Because if I am eliciting another concern, it means it's bothering you. It's, it's something that, that you're like, maybe I should do something different. Maybe she's hitting a nerve, right? Because it's something that you know it's it's probably right. Ooh. And I, I'm speaking to the choir here because I have trouble with this too, right? There's a subject right now that if you know me really, really well, you, you know this is a hot spot for me right now. And if I talk to certain individuals and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is the update this week. Or can you believe this? And if that person 
continuously says, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you have had to deal with that. Or I can't believe, oh my gosh, Megan, you're being picked on. Then I know right then that I'll continue. It's almost like permission to keep talking about it, to not stop what I'm doing, to not even find a solution, but to keep fussing about it because it's, it almost feels good. There has to be like, I don't know if it's an adrenaline rush or it's like, I don't know, cortisol, some nurse, call me in and tell me because it's something that for that moment, I find personally when I'm talking about this hot spot for myself, I think, man, I'm justified here. Oh, I'm, I'm ticked, right? I have reason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it right. Like that person's going down. It, it, it almost feels good, but then it's like, I thirst and I hunger for more. I know I'm not alone. So please tell me I'm not alone in this. But I find that I have to find more. And then what I find is my mind begins to think, oh dear God, when I'm out in the, when I'm out during the week and there's little examples to justify that conversation, then I then I might go back to that conversation or that mindset of of course bad things are happening. Or of course I made that decision, I made the right decision about and then fill it in. But you need people that A, listen, but shut you down. And it, it's painful. Gosh, it's painful. I have one good friend that says, Megan, enough, enough. And at first I did not know how to take it because we didn't have like this formal conversation where I said, please hold me accountable. Stop me when I'm not being nice. Instead, my, my good friend said upon herself, she made the agreement to herself to stop me when I was getting almost like obsessive about this particular subject. So is, do I, am I justified to be really concerned? Absolutely. Cause it's really happening, but do I, and this is from my belief system as well. Am I justified personally to continue it? Did I see any benefit for continually talking about it? No. Now take that what I just said, and I think apply to anything, apply to what's going on in our culture right now. The gas prices, actually, I'm heading down now to Alabama. That's probably, and I, please excuse the road noise. I'm going to go with it because I wanted to get this up. It's a lot cheaper down here than it is in Ohio. When I left yesterday, it was $5.09. Groceries have gone up 14% in our area where I live. I'm sure it's gone up everywhere. So has everything else. And we can choose to be really upset and then jump to whoever we feel is solely responsible and then dwell there. We stay there, but yet we've not found a solution. If we go back to those events, those monumental events in our life, be it um, 9-11 or whatever for you, and we can recall that one of the beautiful things that came out of that is that people, no matter where they sat on the political side of the bench or whatever, wherever they sat, if they were blue collar or white collar, if they were middle class or wealthy or poor, they came together for one purpose. So what is that purpose right now? Maybe for you, it's just getting along within your family or your workplace, or maybe it's just to keep quiet right now to be a calm spirit where in, in whatever environment you're talking about, maybe, maybe there's things changing at, at your church, in your community, wherever that is, 
I would, I would cause you to pause and really reflect on who's in your circle that you can talk to that would be honest with you and not just listen to you gripe, thinking that they're a good friend because they're listening to you gripe. But who is in your circle that would hold you accountable? And if you don't, because I know sometimes it's tough to really find those people, especially if that's not been your mindset for some time, I would challenge you to start finding those people. Go invest yourself in something, even if it's going to church, it's going to a book club, something where you have common interests with those people that have interests as you. And then invest in someone, grow with someone. But I would, I would encourage you to pray about these things. Now, again, this is with my my belief system. I really think if I can pray about it and let almost put it at the doorstep of God and say, look, this is beyond my control. This whole climate thing is out of my control. I leave it with you and instruct me what to do. I find that physically, if I think of it as a physical image, that not only do I feel better, but I just like any other task, if I know I did what I could do, the rest is out of my control. I'm going to lay it there before him and let him guide on what's to, what to do next. Even if it means taking care of me internally before I do anything else. Maybe that means calming me down so that I can kind of collect my thoughts before I just blow up with every thought I have, every assumption I have. But I think too, it's just okay to talk these things out. If you don't have someone to talk to him with, maybe it's good to just talk these things out. It's okay. It's okay. But also see how and where you can help others to get yourself out of your own thoughts and concerns for that moment. I know that sounds silly. It sounds like a nice Sunday school answer, but research has shown if we are able to do something for someone else for that moment, we're not thinking about our needs and our concerns. We're actually pouring that effort into someone else and, and into their need at that time. And we actually walk out feeling better. We can't do that all the time. I mean, there's going to be a point we have to face whatever that concern is or that need. And maybe it is reassessing our approach. Maybe it is we have something we need to take care of. Maybe it's that we have this um, assumption about someone else and we always harbor that. So when we do approach that situation or that person, we come already ready with resentment because you did something about eight years ago or that political stance, that person is always an a-hole. And so you're going to assume this time they are, they're not for the people they're really against because they were the last decision they made. We will be fine. We will be good. I think picking up your cross and helping around you so that it, because that's the thing we should do. We really should be doing it, but also it helps us to get our mind off ourselves and back onto others and others needs. If we can also fill the cup of someone else, because every one of us can, because we all have gifts, we all have resources. Even if you feel it small, even if you go through a Starbucks and you pick up the person's drink behind you, you may not have known the day you have changed. Even if it was minimal, a $5 change, even if you smiled at someone and asked them how they are, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but you don't know what you did there. If you ask someone how you can help them, or even if you play the listening ear, you might've done the change for them that they needed. We don't know the burden someone else is carrying. We don't know how concerned they are about 
everything. It, it may have nothing to do with the price of gas or the crisis in Ukraine. It may have to do with themselves and what's going on with them. And maybe they're depressed. And maybe because of everything going on, they're just overall anxious. Or maybe because of the price of gas, there's another thing. They can't go and see their family. They can't travel where they need to go to see people to get the support they need so they feel very isolated. I don't think we're gonna see just gas prices rise, but we're gonna see other things as a result. You hear me out? I think in all honesty, we're gonna see things like depression rise, suicidal rates rise. But I think if we pick up our cross and rather than stay upset about the things that are going on around us and what we can't control anyway, I mean, we can speak about it. Don't get me wrong. We can talk about it. We can advocate. We can definitely vote. But I think if we get so lost in what they are not doing and then what we have to suffer with, we're going to be miserable no matter what. But if we notice what is going on around us and pick up the cross to help them, then not only are we helping them, but we're helping ourselves can't change everything at once but sometimes you ever wonder if there's that pause from everyone feeling super comfortable and everyone feeling like things are perfect you know things are just right my job is great the kids are well behaved what if there is that pause that interruption if you will to turn us back to to who really created everything to who really is in control because his promises give me comfort that in the end, he will be taking care of us, right? He has it all under control. And in the end, he will be in charge. He will reign. And that should bring us comfort. But no matter what end of the spectrum you are on in, in your belief system, again, take heart. It will be okay. And for now, enjoy the rest of the week. And I'll see you soon.